0: Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to this podcast, the per. Hey y'all, I'm Gabrielle. I'm Naomi. I'm Jennifer, who also happens to use other pronouns. I explained more about them in our previous amazing episodes, which you should totally check out. This episode is really special to us because we were able to meet some great writers in person. We love talking with them and think you guys would love talking and learning more about them too. Without further ado,
1: Kaveh and John!
0: Okay, um, we are here with our poets today, Kaveh and John, and we're going to ask them some questions for our podcast, Blank Verse. Yeah, that's a great title. I'll start. My question is, do you type or handwrite your poems? Which one do you prefer?
2: First draft, I handwrite. Uh, and I do that for a few drafts. And I actually type on a typewriter. So Ooh, yeah, I have a typewriter that's, awesome. that's like from 1940. Mm-hmm. And I'm banging out, bang, 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 bang. Then I'll take that, and then I'll draft, and then that gets to the computer. Yeah. So it's a long process. A long process. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm exactly like John, except I don't have a typewriter. So I hey, hey. hey, what's up, buddy? It's good to see you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm exactly like John, except I don't have a typewriter, and so uh, I handwrite for several drafts, and then I put it in the computer. But once it's in the computer, it looks too pretty. Like it, it, it makes it makes a bad line look like a good yeah. line because the computer makes everything look too nice. Yeah, it sounds
2: like a poem already. It looks like a poem. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know. You know, when I was in when I was your age, I used to send poems to the New Yorker, and I used to uh, and I used to just write them up, and I would like I would write them by hand, and then I would type them on the typewriter to like mail them in because I thought if I hand wrote them, they wouldn't like I feel like that's not professional, so I, I had to I typed them up on my mom's typewriter and then like would mail them into the you know I never I don't even think they probably rejecting something nice. because I think I just sent it to like the New Yorker, New York City, New York, you know what I mean? Like I don't even think I knew you know I was just like. That's where you
0: send bones, right? Exactly. Uh, well, I'm sure your effort was
1: appreciated. I'm sure they it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, I don't
0: know. OK, so this next question is specifically for John. Um, we noticed that you add names in your titles and throughout your poems. So um, do you do that to make it more personal for you, or are they based off of real people, or are they just characters? Like you?
2: Uh, I think people would say the way to the universal is to the specific. So I think when you name something specifically, like there's a poem I'll read tonight called Dolores maybe. That and it's, that's the one what you're I'm talking about, about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the actual person in the poem's name was not Dolores, but um, I found out a little something about the word that I'll say in the poem. And it kinda, you. you already know not I'm about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right so um, it's, uh, it's, I'll fabricate and do whatever's necessary to make the poems the best poems they can be. Um, quite often that has to do with uh, naming names that aren't real names and giving, maybe conflating different people into a single character, uh, it makes the poem flow smoother.
0: I mean, that makes sense, because when you first meet a person, you always associate them with their name. so I feel like that's always part of the process of getting closer to someone.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So my question is, have you ever written a poem and expected it to not be well received by the public?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and usually I just don't share them with the public. <laughs> uh, I write a lot of poems that I don't publish. Um, but I've written poems and published poems that I thought that maybe people wouldn't like to. But, you know, um, the, <laughs> there's this, like, old Roman poet named Horace who said uh, that a poem should delight and de- instruct. Those are the two things that a poem should do, delight and instruct, Dolce and Util. And I think about that a lot. I think about like if a poem that I've written feels like it might be able to like delight someone and instruct someone like in a way that, in other words, it's like doing something more than just being there and being like a cop that was alive, um, then I might consider publishing it, regardless of if it might annoy some people. The comedian Richard Pryor also said that he wanted to get you laughing so your mouth would be open so he could pour the poison down, which is kind of like a paraphrase of Horace. Um, uh, or an improvement on forest. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. No, everything I write is fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I okay. and, I, and I expect it to be well received.
0: My question is specifically to Kaveh. In, um, in your poem gloves despite it being in blank verse you end each line with a period
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the first question is why why did you do that
1: um, I think it's really interesting that in English the two kinds of sentences that take periods are called declarative and imperative right like you, you know and so you just go around declaring things and you go around like commanding people to do things you know what I mean and that's what the period does it like it's like I am certain of this thing or it's like go do this thing right and I always thought that was crazy that like that's the bedrock upon which our entire system of punctuation is built is like around like such certainty and control and you know power and this obsession with like grammatical power and so I became interested in trying to um separate uh from the period that element of power right trying to like teach myself to read the period and just like read right over it as I would like a comma or a colon you you know like to just like to just like flay some of that certainty from it to like strip some of that certainty away you know um and so those poems are kind of just experiments at trying to play with that
0: very cool experiment
1: thank you (laughs) I appreciate that thank you for reading it well
0: um, and another question we had about um, your poem, Gloves, was um, we just thought the title was really interesting, mm-hmm. and we also liked Calling a Wolf a Wolf as a title, mm-hmm. so like, cool. how do you come up with the titles?
1: Yeah, I want to hear John's answer to this, too, because John has some great titles. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of the times my titles are lines or words that came from the poem that don't actually fit in the poem anymore, mm-hmm. you know, but I kind of know that they're still in that same tonal hemisphere, you know, that same sort of universe as the rest of the poem, so it primes the reader for the kind of language that they're going to encounter in the poem without actually just, you know, but it doesn't actually belong in the poem anymore, so I put it at the title to try to save it. That's one way that I do it. There are a lot of other ways, but you know, one thing, the the Gloves poem of which he spoke became Pilgrim Bell in the book, um, and there are six poems in the book called Pilgrim Bell, which is a thing that poets do, and Our friend Terrence over there was the first poet I ever saw do that in his book, Wind in a Box. Um, uh, But now, you know, a lot of people have copied that and I'm like the 30,000th poem that copied it. You know, poet that copied it. But but that's another way that I title poems is to just try to create, like, sort of vertebra throughout the collection.
2: Yeah, I do the same thing where Kyle was saying, where sometimes you have a line that was once part of the poem but maybe not fit in the poem.
1: But also, most
2: of my poems I title retroactively so yeah. uh, they'll have a working title but then at some point the poem takes a turn and turns into something else and sometimes i have a group of poems and there might be a theme running through them and what i'll do is i'll title them so that they now become a series and it just kind of makes them awful here and makes sense a little more for me um, but yeah same thing is uh, yeah each there's no one formula that i follow so it's kind of poem specific for the most part
0: That's really. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found that with a lot of the songs that I listen to, there's either like a small part that they make the title, or it's just mm-hmm. like not really related, but it kind of has to, to do with like the message of it, which I find mm-hmm. really cool. But it also makes it harder to find the song when I only know one line of the song. So. Right. True. Sure. Yeah. All right, and our last, most important question. This is re- Please give a thorough answer. <laughs>
2: How
1: do you guys upkeep your beards? Wow. <laughs>
0: we need the whole routine. Yeah, day. you
1: want John's. You don't want my routine. Need, John. No, need, John look, look at how John came no, in and look at know. how I came in. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> <All of it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you want you want John's answer, not yeah, my answer. We need
2: both. Uh, yeah, moisturize. So okay. i use beard oil. I use a beard balm to keep the shape. Mm-hmm. uh I have a barber who was the first person I met that had COVID. So mm-hmm. he was intubated and was in a coma. And the, he was the last beard trim I got before COVID. And I went to him yesterday for the first time in two years. That's so, what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm back. I'm back. i got a right, I about the beard in my intro. I mean, it's, it's like you're the James Harden of the poetry. That's right? it. Uh, That's it. crossover. You're better than James Harden. Oh. Yeah, I heard, I heard someone call the Rick, Rick Ross the other day forever
1: Um I do use beard oil but uh, mine is much more sort of laissez-faire than John's which is sort of but it looks
0: fantastic
1: you're very sweet to say that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very generous line. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> didn't get a trim yesterday, too? Uh, I, I did not. I'm, I, I've Sorry. actually been on the rug for a minute, so it's getting a little bit uh, scraggly. All right. All right.
0: Thank you guys for... Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for spending such
1: good time with the work. That's a gift. Yeah. So, very yeah. excited to hear you. Yeah, I'm excited to hear you, to to you guys. Yeah, it's not yeah. a passive thing to read poetry oh, so so well, like and that. you guys did it. You guys are doing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And how can we listen to this podcast? So okay. you, is yeah. like- it's available on Spotify, Apple
2: Music, SoundCloud. Wow, so you guys are doing yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Apple yeah. Music,